Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, it is Thursday evening and uh, a lot of things are coming up. As we know, tonight is another NBA uh, conference finals game between the Denver Nuggets. Los Angeles Lakers, we're going to see which player of the Lakers really steps up tonight as the key for them tonight is to have someone else other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis step up, but we all know that it comes down to those two playing their best and of course rebounding will be key in this game and shooting definitely will be a key. And the Nuggets on the other hand looking to try to tie this series up and make things really really interesting in the Western Conference Finals. So I want to kick off things by recapping Game 4 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. As we know these two teams coming into the series, a lot of momentum on their sides. Boston obviously coming off a victory over Toronto in Game 7. And in this series so far, Boston's had several opportunities to win each of these games and be up maybe 2-1. Or 3-1 in this series. Be 2-2 in this series. And so, you know, yesterday's game felt like a game that Boston needed to get. As Miami had kind of not played so well in Game 3. And we're going to come out and fire out in Game 4. And that's exactly what happened in Game 4. As this game was really interesting for a lot of different reasons. One, well, you had a situation where... Boston tried to really push the ball a lot and try to make a lot of plays and they ended up turning the ball over quite a bit in this game which really affected their ability to have extra possessions and it could have come into into play late probably in the game because they couldn't really execute and you're looking at Brad Stevens and Brad Stevens is a great young coach but the talent that he has the skill sets that he has on this team you just wish he was able to do something to get Jason Tatum more involved or try to run things a certain way where they could execute late and Boston just not being able to shoot shots late in this game really led to their downfall as Miami just kept fighting in this game they had a lead in this game obviously late it kind of went back and forth but Miami using their you know their bench and their depth really took advantage and so you know the final score was 112 to 109 and Jimmy Butler um, ended up scoring more points like I said he had to do in this game but the biggest surprise of this game was Tyler Hero now Tyler Hero has been playing extremely extremely well in game three not so much wasn't really a factor but boy did he come up with a big game for Miami. Uh, he had a career high 37 points in, in the winning effort for Miami. Became the second youngest player in NBA history to score 37 points or more in a game. And so Tyler Hero had it going. He was hitting shots, making plays. I mean Boston just had no answer for him. Marcus Smart could not uh, stop him. Nor could Jason Tatum, nor Kemba Walker. He was just so good off the ball with Adebayo, and I mean he made things happen. 
He shot the ball extremely well from three-pointer. He made, you know, half of his threes. Uh, he attacked Boston constantly when he had the ball. And to see him do that at a young age is pretty remarkable. I mean, he's very skilled offensively, and he can make a lot of plays. He has a great work record, and it came, you know, came through yesterday as he was the driving force behind Miami winning this game. You know, Butler had 24, Drogic had 22 points. Jay Crowder, not really much of a factor, but, you know, Drogic, Butler, Hero, uh, definitely with a big impact in this game as they really took it to Boston. And the surprising thing about for Boston in this game was Jason Tatum went in the first, you know, he went scoreless in the first half. He put up 28 points in the second half. And... You know, Tatum acknowledged he had to be better, and he has to play better. I mean, not being able to get sh- shots to fall in the first half. I think he missed some threes, kind of passed the ball up. Tatum has that ability to be a great player. He's still young in his NBA career. Uh, he's got a long way to go, but it's moments like these where you kind of show up and rise as a player. And so for Jason Tatum at this point, He's just not able to do it consistently well enough. He's doing it well at certain points throughout this series, throughout certain games. But in order to be truly great, to be one of the best shooting guards, the shooting forwards in this game going forward in the future, he's got to develop a consistency no matter what kind of game it is. Whether they're trailing or being ahead, being able to hit shots effectively and efficiently. And the problem with him is that he has these performances where he shoots the ball extremely, extremely well, but he takes a lot of shot to do it. And then there's another situation where he doesn't shoot enough. Like he didn't shoot, he didn't shoot as much as he should have shot in Game Three, but they ended up winning because they had a nice balanced effort from all their guys. Well, in this game, Kemba had it going, Jalen Brown had it going, but Marcus Smart did not have it going, and he is one of the best players on this team defensively. And he's, you know, he's came, he's come after a lot of his teammates after that game. I think two loss. Um, and so, you know, he holds himself to a, to a high standard. And, you know, he didn't play well yesterday. He was 3 of 12 with 10 points. He shot 1 of 8 from 3. He had some great looks at 3s. He just did not knock them down. And so he's got to bounce back. Because he's the one that has been so vocal and talking about a lot of different things. And, you know, he, he can't play at a high level. And they needed more shots from him in that game late in the fourth quarter. As he got some looks and he just could not make them. So, you know, for Boston overall, you know, Gordon Hayward looks good. But, you know, it's not going to be something that they can kind of hang on to 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 be rely upon now they're down 3-1 in this series and so you know Boston from from now on from this point forward obviously every game is an elimination game for them and so Miami you know playing the way they did yesterday Tyler Harry having a high scoring game you know that likely may not happen again Hero is still going to be effective as a, as a player and he's still going to score but Having that kind of production going forward uh, is hard to expect that. What I do expect from Boston is to do a much better job of, t- of protecting the 
basketball. They had 19 turnovers compared to 8 for Miami. When you have 19 turnovers, your chances of victory are very, very slim. And so he's got to do a better job, or Boston collectively has to do a better job of protecting, protecting the basketball. And then, you know, Miami had nine steals in this game. And so, I mean, they were just defensively much better. And they've been that way in games one and two. And they had it in game four. And so the level, the level of attention to detail, the effort by these guys, I mean, it's tremendous. And things are going to have to stay this way for a while, I think, for Miami. They're going to have to try to rely upon using Tyler Hero's playmaking ability and having Drogic and Butler reserve their energy for the fourth quarter and other moments. I think this is the way Miami wants to play Boston, is being able to have Hero handle the ball probably more often, be the playmaker. Even Even though Drogic can do the same thing as well, uh, you know, Hero does it uh, does, does it even better. He has a much better shooting motion in my mind, and so obviously younger player. So, you know, him and Adebayo with Butler and Drogic. I mean, they're really uh, tough to beat. And if Miami keeps playing this way, they're going to be a really really tough matchup for whoever comes out of the West. And I expect it to be the Lakers to come out of the West because I think LeBron James is going to, you know, he's on a mission. Davis is on a mission. Um, but, you know, Miami's kind of roster and the way they're playing, uh, they are going to be a tough out uh, in the NBA Finals. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, for Boston, you know, Brad Stevens, I mean, you're down 3 1 now in this series. Uh, this is the moment where you find out how much, you know, moment, how much fight does Boston have left in them, because Boston has been knocking on the door for a while, and we know that they couldn't win uh, with this talent when they had Kyrie Irving, and people were saying, well, Kyrie Irving was the one kind of being ball dominant and not doing this, not doing that, and so. Now you look at it, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. I mean, Walker has played average at best in this series. And so, you know, he was paid top dollar to be on this team. And obviously they love playing with Kemba Walker a lot. So, you know, will Boston go down in Game 5? Remains to be seen. They still have a lot of talent. They have a lot of ability to make the series more interesting. I still think this series is going to go six to seven games. I have Miami in seven. Um, I would like to see Boston win these next two games to make it really, really interesting in the East. But it comes down to Jason Tatum. And his rise to superstardom is there. He's touching at it right now, but he's not there just yet. Consistency is very important for Jason Tatum. For Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. They have no room for mistakes now going into game five. They have to come out and play really good from from the opening tip to the end tip. And they've got to be a, they've got to be in these games. They have to be able to execute late in the shot clock, late in the fourth quarter, like they did in game three. If they can do that. If they can rely upon their defense. 
and do that, then they will definitely push their series to seven games. And I hope that happens because it'll be much better to see Miami kind of be pushed uh, a little bit more to the to the edge, and we really find out if they can play even under more pressure than they've already faced so far in this in this West, in this Eastern Conference Finals. So now I want to close by talking about some of the NBA head coaching vacancies out there. As we know, um, some coaches uh, were let go, resigned, things like that. And so, you know, you have a couple of compelling jobs out there in the NBA. And when you look at it, Indiana, pa- Indiana Pacers need a head coach. You got the Houston Rockets, obviously, Oklahoma City. Um, New Orleans, Philadelphia. Uh, Billy Donovan became the head coach of the Chicago Bulls after having a number of seasons with Oklahoma City Thunder, and he had a winning record with the Thunder. But you know, they just felt like it was a you know he felt like it was best to move on from this team. Um, and so Billy Donovan heads to Chicago, where. He's going to have some interesting pieces to work with, some young pieces. Obviously, Levine is, you know, foremost and comes to my mind. But, um, yeah, you know, Donovan's going to be in an interesting fit with, with the Chicago Bulls and how he, you know, brings his style of offense to that team. Um, but looking at these head coaching vacancies and how the recent hiring coaches have been, you know, there's been a lot of talk about coaches getting opportunities who are qualified, who are on the come up. And so, you know, there's been a lot of coaches in, in NBA history that have been given, given opportunities, people of color, um, African-Americans and black people. And so, you know, some have succeeded and some haven't been able to give the fair amount of time to succeed. And so, just looking at the current landscape, there's just one particular person that... I really believe deserves an opportunity to be a head coach in the NBA. Um, not only because of the way things are going, but you know she has worked her way up. Um, she's one of the most respected players, women basketball players of all time, and she continues to gain the respect of a lot of players around the league. And one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, and Greg Popovich. And so, I think who I'm referring to is Becky Hammond of the San Antonio Spurs. Becky Hammond um, is a unique uh, person. She has been tremendous in her ability just to bring forth her basketball knowledge, her IQ, her work ethic. She started her career um, as an undrafted point guard out of Colorado State. And she has worked her way up uh, playing in the WNBA where she had a really nice career with, um, I believe it was a San Antonio Stars team or something along those lines. Um, But she pretty much was exceptional in her ability to lead teammates, play at a high level every time that she did play. 
She didn't win a championship in WNBA, but she was a six-time all, uh, All-Star. And she was appreciated and respected for paving, paving the path for WNBA as more and more young women athletes got involved in the sport and started to speak and play and follow her style. And so Becky Hammond has been tremendous. Her career didn't end in the best way in the, pro, in the, in the pros as you know she suffered an injury late in her career. Um, but she had a tremendous run all throughout her, her college playing days and her professional playing career. And, you know, she is recognized as one of the best WN players and one of the best players of all time in women, in women's sports, you know. And so she has been the assistant of Greg Popovich since 2014, you know. Popovich and the Spurs decided to give her an opportunity as she had time on her um, following her recovery from injury. Um, the Spurs offered her a chance to come to their to their group and and have her observe and watch and learn uh, the game of you know basketball. And Greg Popovich has spoken so highly of uh, Becky Hammond's basketball IQ and work ethic, and he believes that she can be a great, great coach um, in the NBA. And so just looking at what she's been able to do, uh, being involved with one of the best cultures and sport teams in the Spurs who do a lot of things in a great, unique way, um, just giving all the resources, all the hospitality, all the things that make it such a great culture to play in because Popovich is so uh, you know oriented and detailed and they value their players and they value the ability to connect and we saw Tim Duncan also after his playing career have a be on the assistant uh, as an assistant for the Spurs I think he was at some point in the last year or so so the Spurs are known for just being able to have well-respected guys who run their team, who know how to spend money well, take care of their players. And in some cases, of, of course, the Kawhi thing was a different kind of look and they took some, some, some negative hit from that. But, you know, Popovich is so respected, the way he talks about things. And from top to bottom, their organization has done a great job of just being able to be open to a lot of ideas. And so Becky Hammond has grown ever since she's been able to grow as a professional and as a coach as an assistant to Greg Popovich she's been able to uh, really grow and understand the game of basketball and guys do respect her a lot of guys have spoken about her ability to talk and get the message across and so I think she deserves an opportunity to be the head, uh, head coach of one of these NBA teams now of course the hiring process is such that you know a lot of uh, other candidates will get opportunities first before her and you know the NBA has done their um, their best to incorporate and make sure that there's a presence of female you know fe- females should be you know respected and pushed and given opportunities as well to be around the NBA and we've seen it with broadcasters and sport analysts and so you know, we're, we're seeing a movement, and you just want to see more women 
more you know more female athletes, more players who are retired, get an opportunity to play in the or not play but coach in the NBA. And so she has been an assistant for Good Popovich, and I think at this point, you know, she's received very small interest from from teams as there hasn't been that many vacancies. But I think she deserves an opportunity, not only for the fact that she was a great player and she knows what she's talking about, but she has worked her way up, and it's not like she's been she's been given an opportunity right out of the gate. She's had to earn everything that she's got. The Spurs gave her an opportunity to, to you know, observe and, and coach, and she became an assistant. And she did lead one of these uh, teams back in 2015, the Spurs Summer League team, to a, to a championship. So, you know, she can coach. She understands the game of excellence. And obviously with Greg Popovich and learning under him, and to some degree Phil Jackson, I believe also in her career, I think she has the ability to be a great coach and really try to implement a style that is, you know, results in a winning culture. And so I feel like Becky Hammond deserves the opportunity to coach. Looking at these current job openings, obviously Philadelphia will be a tough one for her to probably get, but a team like Oklahoma City who has all these young pieces and draft picks you know, why not give her an opportunity to lead that team, to see what she can do with, with that talent, who that that talent together went to the postseason last year um, in the, here in the bubble, and they, you know, they provided a fight to Houston, obviously, in the very first round. And so I want to see her maybe get that opportunity. Uh, another case could be made the job in New Orleans. You know, their team that's rebuilding has young players, Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday. And so you would just love to see that maybe happen. But it all comes down to the coaching uh, coaching process. And we know that the hiring process has been such that there's been so many things going on overall. Uh, in the NBA in terms of how coaches are hired, what kind of processes are, are being used. And so I do think that Becky Hammond had a chance to interview for Milwaukee's head coaching position when they were about to interview like Bullenholzer and other candidates. And so you just hope that Becky Hammond gets attention, gets the ability to interview for, for these you know, openings. As like I said, she has worked her way up so well, and anybody can just go and kind of search her history and take a look at what she has done, and you can just tell. You know, Paul Gasol has spoken about her. He said that he she can coach NBA basketball. Period. And when a great player like Paul Gasol says that, who's been around so many greats, and, and he's been obviously on the Spurs, and he's watched her very closely and working with her. And so I think that when you have someone like Greg Popovich saying that, when, when Pal Gasol himself is saying that, I think that she deserves an opportunity. I hope she gets a chance to interview for all these opening vacancies in the NBA. And I really hope that these owners and Adam Silver, even though he may not be able to do it as much, I hope that these owners are, are willing 
to give these opportunities to give this opportunity to, to Becky Hammond and maybe other coaches and who are, are on the come up in the WNBA as there's many more that I haven't mentioned that are coaching basketball at the collegiate level and I'm not saying that coaches that have already worked so much in this league don't deserve another head coaching job like a guy like Mike Woodson, Mike D'Antoni uh, there's other ones that are, uh, that are out there as well. Sam Cassell, Lawrence Frank. There's other guys, obviously, that are there. Um, but you just want to see uh, a, a movement towards at least seeing how the NFL is doing. They have a female, you know, have a female official. They have, um, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are are doing that to a certain extent. So we just want to see more female athletes, more females get, you know, more women get attention, opportunities in major sports like the NBA, like the NFL. And it's really great to see Becky Hammond be in this position to be on an NBA roster, uh, on an NBA team with the Spurs, who have, who have helped her in a lot of ways become really, really great as an assistant for the Spurs. And I think that she should be given an opportunity to prove herself and coach in the NBA one day. And I hope that day comes soon because we want to see her get her foot in the door of, of actually being able to coach a team. Now, there's also a possibility that she might be the one to take over from, Be- from Greg Popovich maybe when he's all said and done. That would be great as well. But I think that Everything that she's, she has been, where she has spoken, I think she's really, really uh, amazing. Her playing career was really unique. And I think that if she's been given the opportunity to be an assistant on an NBA team, that I think more should come, more opportunities should be given for either young athletes or let's just say coach uh, women who have coached at the collegiate level the WNBA and are maybe exploring their ideas or exploring their opportunities to see if they can coach being a, you know assistant in the NBA so you want to see a more more diverse you know more diversity um, more of a balance and so the NBA is great Adam Silver has done a tremendous job in a lot of different ways obviously with this bubble and Managing a lot of things, and he is really intelligent, really, really smart. And I hope that more owners kind of do that and try to continue to do what they do, but they give more opportunities not only to coaches um, who have been out of the league for some time, but also to people who are looking to coach and be in the NBA. And I think a lot of women. Uh, a lot of WNBA players have, you know, played so well, had amazing careers. And so, you know, if they could possibly get an opportunity to at least be involved or be involved in some way or give an opportunity to at least interview and be given a fair opportunity to interview, um, that would be a huge step in the right direction of the NBA. And it would definitely make their image even more better and more exciting to watch but also um, 
being more aware of certain things and I hope that you know it happens soon for Becky Hammond I really hope that she gets an opportunity to coach um, just to see you know whether she succeeds or not she has the ability to coach basketball her IQ is amazing and if she does get her foot as a in the door as an NBA head coach I think she'll do really, really well and if she has success then it'll be a huge win for a lot of women's sports a lot of women's sports athletes and so they may want to follow that same path and becoming the becoming the NBA in, in some capacity as well.